We have an amazing guest today. His name is Jack Marchetti. Is it Italian? A little bit, yeah. Marchetti. Hey. Hey, Jack Marchetti. <laughs> oh, is our guest today. You're kind of like a magical unicorn of tech, creativity, business, um, and you're in the film and video industry as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just kind of give our uh, listeners an intro about what you do. I'm Jack Marchetti. <laughs> Uh, I, so my day job, I am a senior solutions architect at Amazon Web Services, commonly known as AWS, where I help customers build highly available, scalable, resilient architectures to achieve their business outcomes. When I'm not doing that, I am a professional screenwriter, so I found a niche in <laughs> Christmas movies. One of them coming out, depending on when you hear this, it comes out December 12th on Ion TV. So by the way, for our, our followers and people listening in, Jack, Jack is blind. Yes. Jack is blind. He's doing all of this blind. So any excuse that you want to make and give yourself like, I just can't, mm, this is difficult, like me too. I was just bitching about something earlier and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is the deal? So you write Christmas movies. Correct. Which is something that just blows my fucking mind. It, blow, it blows me out of the water. It's, it's one of those dealios like on a first date. I'm like, if we're going to watch rom-coms and like you haven't been inside me multiple times yet, it's definitely a no, like a hard, like I don't know. I'm running out your window. I'm jumping out. But like <laughs> you also like me, like <laughs> you love dark shorts too, mm -hmm. which the psychotic person in me or the in love person in me can definitely see like the flip side of how I would probably be awesome at both of those things too. <laughs> like, you know, the super, um, I'm very extremist in so many things. I'm very all or nothing. I've told myself it's a daily practice to be like, you can, you know, it's not all or nothing. Yep. Um, but I'm still that way. And even in leadership and stuff too, I like to think like, Maybe not so extremist, but it's like, hey, there's colors of gray in between. I can see everything, you know, but I like to stay on a course to keep myself organized. And you write. Yep. Do you find like a sweet relief in switching at all at sometimes? Do you, when you, if you're stuck on like a, a short that's, you know, a darker, more introspective yeah. piece and you go straight to like goo goo holiday lovey dovey or, or is it, is it hard to get into or vice versa? Um, I guess the, the best way I can answer that is, so I got, a couple years ago, I got hired to write like back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back holiday movies. Mm -hmm. So I got to write Christmas Cupid's Arrow, New Year's Kiss, and then All I Need for Christmas. Okay. In, in order, right? Yeah. And then I reacted to that by writing a short film about a baseball fan who gets raped by his favorite baseball player. Love it. Love it. Right? <laughs> and I, it was, mm -hmm. it was, it was an idea I had in my head for a while, and it was, you know, we're in Chicago, the, you know, Baseball's huge. Baseball's huge. So initially it started off as a, as a hockey thing, but I figured more people like baseball than hockey, so I just put it as baseball. Yeah. Um, but it was a reaction to the way fans were talking about Patrick Kane's rape allegation. And this was like five years ago, something like that, yeah. right? And it, I just, what happened was is someone called into a radio show and they're like, you know, this girl went to his house at, I don't know, like three in the morning. Like, what the fuck was she doing there thinking she was going to play Xbox? And I remember thinking, like, well, what if I went to Patrick Kane's house and I wanted to play Xbox, right? Yeah. Or something, like, and mm -hmm. he came on to me. And it's one of those, like, I was like, well, men would never even, like, that's, that doesn't, would never, like, the threat of sexual violence is never really a thing that we think about. Yeah. Like, I grew up in a relatively, I wouldn't say a bad area, but... um 
you know, the threat of being jumped and stuff like that. But I never thought like walking down an alley, somebody can pull me behind a dumpster and pull down your fuck pants. Me, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so I was like, that's, that would be an interesting twist on the whole thing where mm. like we have these two people show up at this guy's house and the entire audience, the entire time is likely going to think the girl is in jeopardy. Yeah. But the entire time, like, there's little little things here or there that's like, oh, shit, the guy's in jeopardy this whole fucking time. And he's so oblivious to it. And so, oh, and it was also, like, a take on, like, celebrity worship yeah. and shit like that, right? Yeah. So that was my reaction to writing G-rated, God, very so happy. God, so good. Right, very happy stuff. such a good stuff, twist. Right? It's my best interpretation of, of, of if I wanted to... To real life, you have to really see through the eyes of the character. You have to really be, uh, it's it's always the Reservoir Dogs coaching that comes in mind. Right. It's a commode story. It's a scene, man, memorize it. Now the things you gotta remember are the details. It's the details to sell your story. As soon as I hear that, it's like, no, this you need to know if like someone took a shit in that bathroom. Yeah. You need to know, it's like, some nasty motherfuckers spray diarrhea all, all over the yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that is truly so. Do you, you know, you collect where is a good place to go if you're feeling writer's block? Like, do you go and read blogs? Do you read, I hear a lot of screenwriters and TV people read news headlines and they make a habit to read the headlines of the news every day, whether they like it or not, just to see how things are being communicated to the media. Um, do you, like radio shows, that's interesting. Just kind of listen, do you collect them? Do you subconsciously? So I've, no, I've never really had writer's block. Um, the only time I've ever like sat in front of my computer and just couldn't write was the first time I got paid. So I got, we got hired, we had, we got in touch with a network. We went over like the story idea. We had to write a treatment. So a treatment is like an outline. Yeah. Um, it was nine pages long. We like, here's the entire movie. Like a network's not going to let you just go like, Hey, here's, here's some money. Go write. We hope you do well. (laughs) Right. You have to like get everything figured out ahead of time. And then they give you like a month to do a draft. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I had the entire, the story was done. Right. The hard part is done. Now I just, I just put into a screenplay format, write some catchy fucking dialogue, which is, you know, I could do that in my sleep. And I, I sat in front of my, so I use a program called fade in. Yeah. I never heard of it. It's awesome. Everyone should use Fade In. It's way better than Final Draft. Final Draft can, you know, I won't speak ill of Final Draft, but whatever. (laughs) Fade In is the much better program. And I sat there, and, you know, every screenplay starts with Fade In. And the first scene was, like, these two characters. It was was like a Thanksgiving dinner, and I'm like, interior family room night. And that was it. Nothing. Absolutely oh, no. fucking nothing. And I'm like looking at the notes and I'm like, all right, like, oh, yeah, but, here, you, know? you know, she, she talks about like being published and, and you know, her sister then, oh, like her sister's having a baby and like everyone's super happy about that. And that was kind of like, so I don't have any kids. My brother has two kids and you th- soon realize that like, you know, mom cares a little bit more about the grandkids than like, you know, the little stupid things that I do. Right. Yeah. I, I still love you, mom, but it's true. <laughs> right. And so like, you, there's this thing where like, she gets so, to reparent, you know right? What I mean? Yeah. And so like the, the main character was supposed to be like, Oh, I did this all cool thing. But then like they mentioned her sister's like, Oh, I'm having kids or I'm pregnant. And I was like, Oh, holy hell. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had it all there and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't write. Like I'm sitting there and it's never happened to me before where I just couldn't like nothing. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people talk about writer's block where you write stuff and it's just trash. Yeah. Like, I do yeah, it all like, the fucking time. I don't consider that writer's block. I just, that's writing. Yeah. Um, I think Lynn Manuel, the guy who did Hamilton, talked about writing is like you turn on the faucet and let's say it's an old faucet that hasn't like done anything for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, the fucking nasty water. Shit's spits just out spraying. Yeah. Before just... you know it, the clean water comes so out. So like, true. That's writing. Mm. Like, you got to write the bad to get to the good. Yes. And I think a lot of people struggle 
with writing and it's like talking about perfectionism, right? Like, it's, yeah. like, do you really think fucking Tarantino sat down one day and wrote Pulp Fiction exactly as it turned out? <laughs> no, like, no, oh. not even fucking close. Right. Uh-huh. And so that's how I've always viewed, viewed it as like, I, I don't romanticize the process at all. I think a lot yeah. of writers end up doing that. And I think that, 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 that'll fuck you up. Do you have like a rich, like a writing ritual, right? Like, do you do it to where you're like, okay, you know what? I put this in a routine now. Like I'm going to, I'm going to like, do you, do you do it in the morning? Do you do it in the evening, afternoon, or, or whatnot? I'll tell you mine once I hear it. Uh, not really. I, I know, like, some writers, like, you can't, especially when someone's paying you under deadline, you yeah. can't, like, be like, oh, I want to wait for it to be inspired. Like, <laughs> yeah. The check cleared. You're inspired, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> um, which I think is one thing that separates, like, a professional writer from, like, someone who just wants to write. Yeah. Like, they're paying you because you can, de- like, you don't Deliver. need to be inspired. Mm-hmm. You sit down and write because, like, at the end of the day, like, I've always, what helps me, too, is, like, I disassociate. For the stuff I'm like for Christmas movies, right? Yeah, they're great and all, but it's like it's not my like passion thing that I'm gonna be like super particular about, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm able to disassociate from like what's being written on the page. And so far as like I I treat it as like someone hired me to paint their house. Yeah, right. I paint. I like you may not like the color that they want, but that's what they wanted, right? And like, yeah. Um, as the writer as well, like you're also hi- you're also paying me to like you know can if they come up with bad ideas, which producers give like some of the worst ideas you'll ever get. <laughs> Puppy monkey, baby. Puppy monkey, baby. But it's like, that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not here to tell, like, you're paying me. Yeah, right? they're I'm like, we here, need your, your skill set. Yeah, like, and, I'm not here to, you know, debate on whether your <laughs> choice was good or not. Like, I will tell you, like, I think it's, it's you're paying me as well to be like, dude, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Like, for instance, on this, this one Christmas movie that's airing in a couple weeks, the it was a French distributor who was who was fronting most of the most of the money to to make the films. Anyone who's watched a Christmas movie like the fucking the the, the male interest is always a widower. Right? They make yeah. him a widower because it's a way to 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 make the very attractive forty something year old guy with a daughter or a kid or a cute dog available. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, otherwise, it's like wait. He's a divorcee. Yeah. Like, like what's why, wrong why, with him? Why is this perfect human being with these like <laughs> rock solid abs? single you're like there's definitely something fucked up with that guy but you're like oh my god no he's just he had his love and he's committed his wife died brilliant so sad right (laughs) and so that's what you do like that that's that's what you fucking do and they were like we don't we want him to be divorced and i'm like that's fine but like for the most part like american audiences like there's a a thing around divorce potentially do you really want that and like like all right instead of divorce she's just gone she took my cool like where did she go and they're like, well, we don't know. I'm like, do you want me to come up with, like, I come up with some interesting shit while she's gone. You know, <laughs> I've watched Dateline a lot. Dateline. <laughs> I have friends stories to color you that know? too. You know what I mean? And just like, you know, cause like there might be a, there might be a trickling in later down the line, wherever the hell the screenplay goes, you know, with mom coming back through. But right. You know, and I'm like, and they're like, well, no one's going to care. I'm like, if you mention it, someone's going to care. Someone's going to ask. And like the minute you pull that thread. Oh, like yeah. the wife's gone. Like the minute you say that, right? If I'm watching your, you know, if I'm watching the film I'm writing, and I write in here the the his wife left, why? I am going to assume in the third act somewhere because this is where we, we 
you know, talking, you know, kind of get into inside baseball kind of stuff like setups and payoffs. Yep. Right. All you're doing throughout an entire story is setups and payoffs. And if you ever want like a master class on setups and payoffs, just watch Shawshank Redemption. The entire yeah. fucking film is just <laughs> set it up, pay it off, set it up, pay it off. Right. And so if you set something up without paying it off, the audience is going to be mad at you. Yep. Now, granted, at the end of the day, it's a Christmas movie. As someone once once told me, who was a producer, he's like, dude, it is a Christmas movie that's going to air opposite of like a college football game somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Don't like it too like wrapped up. Well, you know, and <laughs> you it's, want it to be good though, and it's it's my whole thing yeah. is like if you're gonna spend like, time in it, right. You also want it to be like, well, I didn't just devote time regardless of if it's colored with my shit or not that's where i get hard hard time too i'm like i don't want to make a complete piece of shit right yeah, so I, that's why i give advice to back to your <laughs> and i'll ask you about your ritual because i was like kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> but um I, I don't really have a ritual so i used to be like a heavy fucking smoker mm-hmm. right three packs a day convince myself like there's no way i'll ever be able to write or do anything without you know smoking a cigarette right and when i was a smoker i won't run one feature length screenplay in like eight years right (laughs) and then since i quit i've written a ton more and been paid to do it right (laughs) um so there was that like i had this this whole i didn't even the ashtray here i'd have my fucking coffee here now i mean it's just like um not necessarily a ritual when i'm writing like i write whenever the like sit in front like cool i'm bored i want to go write i'll just go Mm -hmm. do it especially if i'm under if i'm under deadline I can't think about anything else but that. And that's like front of mind the entire time. Yeah. And so like, it's just. Who's paid? My, my thing too as well, when I have a lot of clients, I'm like, all right, who are the 80, 20? Like, who's my 20? Right. Who's my 80? What's my deadline? How do we get it done? Cause you always get it done at the end of the day. I mean, my whole deal is, is like, it, I think I did a podcast about this before. I feel like this sounds familiar. Me saying it's, it's going to take as long as it is the deadline. Yeah. And whatever deadline you set for yourself or this or that, like <laughs> it'll take as long as it's deadline to, to knock it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but like, I'd say the only, and I, I think I borrowed this from fucking Aaron Sorkin when he talked about when he would get stuck writing the social network, he was, dude, just go take a shower. Ooh. And so, um, and he, he said it was like metaphorically ripping the page out of the typewriter and fucking throwing it out. So it was almost like uh, a way of resetting. Yeah. Right. And so I, I talk about romanticizing the fucking process, but like this is me romanticizing the process. There's something about the blank page that is just incredibly like, uh, you know, you freak the fuck out. Right? Yeah. Like, how will I ever, especially like, like day one when you start writing, mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing. And you know, in like a month I need to have like 110 pages that someone can film. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, and you're the, and you're the, you're the bottleneck, right? Like they, they got the camera people, they got the actors lined up. They usually sign people, especially in in the areas I'm in, like people like sign on, just, they don't need to read the script. Like, like, are you going to pay me X and I, you need me for five days. Cool. And I look good. I just got done doing a crest widened commercial (laughs) and I am now your, your real estate agent of love. (laughs) And so, you know what I heard as Hemingway, I think it's either Hemingway or, or it's one of those classics. I can't remember it, but it's definitely a classic writer. I just heard this, uh, they, they would always start in the middle. And yeah. it's like a French terminology that they would use about it. And they would stop like with going into mid-sentence or stop in a place where they know that when they could pick it back up, they could pick up the baton and the action running into it. Yeah, I mean... That, Which is hard sometimes. Sometimes you have to concept the story out and get it all through, but... Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so some writers will... No, it depends. Like if you're being paid, you usually have to do an outline. You yeah. Have, like they're not going to fucking <laughs> go off and... But like if you're Aaron Sorkin, like dude, dude, whatever, you know. <laughs> so it depends much. on the per- it depends on especially if you're writing on spec, meaning like no one's paid you and you're yeah. just doing this on the hopes of 
putting in the spec market and selling it or something like that. But if you haven't like thought about where the thing's going, right? Like I usually start at the end, right? The ending first. Yeah. Cause if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to fucking get there. And I have a million like started working on script because had cool opening scene <laughs> without like knowing like, cause you need, I mean, at the end of the day, like what's, what's a fucking film? It's like a character started here. They ended up here. They overcome some, overcame some obstacles, learned something along the way. Yeah. Right. And throughout where something was entertaining. Yeah. Right. If you don't know, like it's super easy to like, I can, I can do a first act. Like there's no tomorrow. Give me fuck. I'll just go write one right now. 25 yeah. pages. Like first act, <laughs> I set the whole thing up. Like, it's that, it's that fucking page 30 to 90, that 60 pages, that hour in the middle. That makes the, the transform, the most transformative of it all. Like, right? Like the. Well, I mean, the, that's like where the movie actually yeah. happens, right? <laughs> that like we've left the Shire and yeah. shit happens before we like, you know, destroy <laughs> the out. ring. So like all of that is the movie, mm-hmm. but that's like the hardest part. Like you'll know. And another thing I've realized as well is like a lot of, you notice a lot of movies, like they start out really well. And they kind of lose it a little bit and then sometimes end poorly. Yeah. And you could, I could just almost see the writer like got super excited and like I got this awesome setup and I'm fucking tired as I'm writing in the middle. And then by the end, it's just like, I just want to end. It's going to just be over. And go Please. home. And the reason is, is like, well, because you're doing it linearly. Like, yeah. how about if you started at the end? Like, how badass would that be if you just wrote the fucking ending first? Mm-hmm. And all your passion and energy and um, creativity were all there, right? And I write with my brother a lot, so... We usually, so, um, actually lied before when I said I hadn't written anything dark since then. I wrote a horror movie, right? Last, um, last year. What was the name? What's up? What what was the name of it? Oh, York Witches Society. Yeah. You showed me a trailer for that. That And so, um, like when we were writing that and we were under crazy, like strict deadline for that as well. Um, I would tell him, so he like, his vision's like worse than mine. So, Really, bo- both in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> it's hereditary. Man, I'm worried. Uh, my dad's got those had those big old glasses too, as well. So I see mine fleeting <laughs> sometimes. So I'm like, oh god, it's cool that you guys work on it together. Yeah, you and yeah. the brother. And so, like, I'll tell him, like, hey, dude, go write. Um, he so he writes in. So he doesn't use the software. He writes in like Notepad, but there's a syntax called Fountain, I believe. Okay. So you can put it. It's almost like. Co- like it's the closest I'll ever become to being a software engineer. Like <laughs> it's like a syntax or whatever you write around things. And then I can import that into my screenwriting software and like where his dialogue supposed to be, it'll show up his dialogue and shit like that. Right. So I'll just go tell him like, dude, like you're not gonna be able to manage the actual like draft that we're doing. Like yeah. let me do that. Cause I can see better, but go off and like, dude, like we need a scene where like, I don't know the, one of the characters like, is hanging from a tree and then there's this car alarm that just keeps going off, right? Yeah, see like the a, visual, like when when the character's looking around, like what the shit they're seeing, you know? Yeah, just kind of putting it and in like we, we need them all to like mm-hmm. run out of the cabin and like this is going on and they gotta go somewhere, I don't know where the fuck they're going, but like, dude, go, 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 go do that, mm-hmm. right? While we're like 40 pages away from actually getting there. Yeah. Right, so that's a trick that I think people don't realize that they can do is like, you don't have to write, and I got that sort of from John August. John August wrote a bunch of, um, um, Tim Burton movies. Okay. And he has a podcast called Script Notes. So if you're into. Oh, I was just going to recommend that. Like, that's great. Isn't he with somebody? They, they've done. Craig Mason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy who did Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's that. I, I like never dawned on me either that, like, oh shit, like, 
you can just write out of order. Well, the thing know? is with the back end part, you think we apply it to so many things and all the straight laced individuals, like they do that with their business plan. It's like, what's your 10 year plan, right. right? So it's like, why wouldn't we, you know, for a story, see so that way you can just kind of shoot for that target, go there. Cause the, the beginning part, I feel, I feel your pain. Mine is more like just sprayed creativity throughout, especially with music videos. Cause then you just like, I don't know, I feel so deeply with music and I just can't turn off the feel. So I'm like, yeah, it was a badass scene, like the exploding car and just like fucking in it. I'm up on the second level of the viaduct and I'm like, you know, like it's tied in mic cable. It's crazy. And then you're like, well, what the, well, what the fuck is happening now? Like what the fuck, where the fuck is like the, the smart part of it, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> you're like, well, she, you know, like I, I had a lot of fuel before I was going through a little bit of a, a relationship thing. So that was great. I, Taylor Swifted the sh- my shit out of my career for this <laughs> last year. So, <laughs> so what was, so you mentioned a process, which, so because I'm not as much of a screenwriter, right? So I didn't like, that's not like my forte. I do yeah. a lot of directing and producing, but like I'll wake up and what I was doing is I was writing, right? Um, meditating or vice versa, immediately meditate. Yeah. Try not to fall asleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in bed, I'm straight up. I have like shit queued up, yoga nidra, like 10 <laughs> minutes. Cool. Body scan. Wake up with energy. Right. 10 minutes. And then, you know, allow myself to get lost in that for an extra 20, you know, minutes if I'm into it because it's not a natural for me. So I'm like, oh, I'm feeling it. It will reset and do something to you spiritually or I don't know, something in our brains um, to really be able to produce quality work. And I would work out immediately which is because it's setting the tone to your day. And then it sucks though, because unless you wake up at five in the morning, you start your day at 11, Yeah, which is ridiculous. But I notice I can sit and I can edit longer and I'm not like, oh, I'm going to punch my shitty TV computer screen in the face. Like I just (laughs) can't take it. Um, And with some of these gigs and some of these things that were happening, I was getting booked like super early in the morning. It'll set you off. So I was swapping workout at night. Not my favorite, because like, even though I don't like working out in the morning, there's something about like beating the shit out of yourself, like the first thing in the day, like my body being able to just like be in like loosen up, getting a, a schedule. If anything with this podcast will be hopefully like my, my fucking, it's my goal in life to be able to obtain a schedule that makes me happy. Um and feel like I'm getting enough. I can't help myself. I'm like the fat kid with cake. I'm like, <laughs> I just like want all of it all the time, all in. And it's just crazy. So, but I didn't realize like, you know, strengthening the concept um, and like what, what it means is more important. And as long as you just show up, like you're just, you're gonna get results. And there's one thing, it's a proverb, but it's like, don't be a donkey. I think it was a guy who was a creator of CD Baby that said this. Don't be a donkey. Um, yeah, so there's a proverb of a donkey that's sitting there in between two, like the hay and the water. And it's like, it doesn't know what the fuck to do. It's like, I'm so hungry, I'm so thirsty. I am so hungry, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> so then it just it just falls over and dies. Cause it's just like, it wants to do it all gotcha. at the same time. So instead of committing itself to being like, you know what, like I'm going to go all in on this, um, you know, for a couple of years and like you can have multiple careers. I also heard another a woman who she's like every 10 years she, she switches up her career just to keep it entirely fresh. I was like, that's, that's cool. Cause doing all of the things right now, I think giving myself like a grace pass has felt good. I always want to be like, Oh, I'm a bad writer. I'm actually a fucking excellent writer. So I like to stop um, like 
you know, capping myself at saying like, oh, I can't anymore. Yeah. It's just like, hasn't been a part of my reality as much. Honestly, I sounded like a, a purchased Russian bride not too many years ago. My, 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 is terrible. I'm like a spell check. Even when I do voice to text, I'm like, the, what that is, what is that? That's yeah. inappropriate. And it's gibberish. Thanks for listening to this episode of Afterthought. I'm your host, Hope Taylor. If you enjoyed the show and want to help support the podcast, make sure to follow and give us a rating and review. For the full experience, head over to our YouTube channel where you can see it all happening in action. There we cover even more topics and give helpful information on how to run your creative business like a boss. See what we're up to behind the scenes on social. Follow us on Instagram at Afta Music. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.